we just thank you and praise you. What a day to live. What a year to start. Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord. Father, I know that not everybody is all pumped up about 2023, but we're Christians. We have hope. We have trust. We have faith. We know that all things are working together for good right now. We know it's going to be good. We know you're the answer. So, Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord. We just give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor. Jesus, for your lordship. Jesus, that you're building your church. Jesus, that you have a plan for millions and millions of Canadians to be born again and discipled. That's our plan. That's our purpose. That's what we're about, the Father's business. So, Father, thank you. Holy Ghost, help us. Open our hearts. Melt our hearts. Pour in the oil and the wine. Bring healing to our minds, healing to our bodies. Just let, the, let your spirit rise up inside of us. That we would get the realities of the days we're living in. That we would have the hope of Jesus in our lives every day. I give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name. You know, I guess it's going on about 10 years ago. 10 years ago as I was reading my Bible, I got a revelation, Psalm 139, verse 14, 16. I got a revelation. I was reading the Bible. It's not, it won't come up on my screen because it's not my notes, but it just came to me by the Holy Ghost. Revelation came to me. I was reading Psalm 139, 14, 16, that I've been fearfully, wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, O Lord, that you molded me in secret. But then I read in verse 16, and Father said, and I have a book written about your life. Everyday fashion for you before there ever was a day. And it's like the first time in like 20 some years I read that and I saw that. And it exploded inside of me with revelation. And I came up with a little poem. Some of you know it. I said, God, if you've already got it worked out, What's the point of me getting worked up? He said, he said, and you check it out for yourself, if, tell, that, make sure I'm telling you the truth. He said that for you, say me, for you, me to you, you to me, he said, I've got a book written in heaven for you. Every day, already planned out for you, say me, before you were even conceived or thought of, he has a book in heaven written about your life. And that just exploded inside of me. And it changed my life forever. Can you imagine how that could change your life when the whole world doesn't know what's next? When the whole world's wondering what's next, they don't know how to get healed, but your healing's in the book. 
They don't know how to prosper, but your prosperity is in the book. They don't know where they're going to live, but where you're going to live is in the book. They don't know how to buy a house at a million dollars, but your house is in the book. My friends, once you get hold of the fact that your life is already figured out, 2023 is in the books. Yeah. Hallelujah. Already. And then I was started, I was just, it was just rocking my world, changing my life. This was about 10 years ago. And I, you, you've heard me say this many times in church because it rocked my world. It changed my whole perspective of life. Amen? It gave me peace and joy. I don't have a care in the world. I tell you, you, get, you, you, you if you're around me, you're going to find this out. I don't care. Well, the liberals, the conservatives, the NDP, the economy, the education, I don't care. It's already worked out. Jesus is returning. When? I don't know. It's in the book. The mercy of God is he only lets you know day by day what he's already got figured out. Our faith is to trust him. Well, one day, I was getting into this. <coughs> I was really enjoying this revelation. And, I, 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 and, and all of a sudden, the Lord says to me, well, why don't you put John chapter 16, verse 13 with that? That's what he said to me. I'm just praying, and he just speaks to me just that way. you got to let him speak to you so clearly. He says, why don't you put John 16, verse 13 with that? Well, I knew what John 16, 13 meant. He says, the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. I said, oh, Lord, that's good. He says, you got to understand, Mike, the Holy Ghost is in heaven at the book, on earth, and in you because you're saved. And he will lead and guide you into all truth because what did I tell you? You've got the mind of Christ. Well, I just, again, boom. And now every day I pray that and I confess that. You know that? It's in my prayer repetition. I confess that every day. And usually when I say that, I get to that place, I stop. And I lift my hands and I say, thank you, Father, for the New Testament reality, the New Testament revelation, the grace that you have shown me, the revelation you've given me in my life. Father, I want to thank you. This is what like almost every day. It's not just once. This is every day I want to keep telling God this. I want to thank you that you rocked my world and changed my life 10 years ago. And every time I keep confessing this, it keeps rocking my world and changing my life and giving me happiness and giving me joy and peace and giving me assurance and I'm fully persuaded it's going to be just like he said. And that wasn't in my notes, but someone needs to hear that this morning. It may be online, it may be on a rewatch three months from now, or it may be you sitting in this sanctuary. Someone needs to hear that. It's going to be okay. Because God doesn't have a bad book written about your life. He's got a good book written about your life. He's got good things planned for you, blessed things planned for you, healthy things planned for you. I tell you, he's the God who prospers and blesses and is full of joy, and he's got it all worked out. Can I get into my sermon? Hallelujah. Amen. And it kind of works into my sermon. 
Because the title of my sermon this morning is Jesus, the hope of all the world. Jesus is the hope of all the world. Praise the Lord. See, it's the, it's the first day of January, the first Sunday of January, 2023 of the new year. And, you know, we have to be seeking God for your, what your, his plans for you, what he's got written in that book for you are. You've got to be seeking God, say, God, what's this year going to be about? What do you want me to do? Because there's no point in making your plans. Many are the plans of man, but God's plans are the things that's going to work out. There's no point in making a lot of your own plans. Well, I want a new house. I want a faster car. I want to make a million dollars. I want to do this. I want to be president of the company. I want to start a company. I want to do that. Well, the Bible says don't even plan to go to another town and say, I'm going to go over there and start a company and make money over there. He says, you don't know what the next year is going to bring. But let me tell you, you might as well stick with the one who does because he's got your book already written. He's got February 23rd, 2023, all figured out. He's got July 13th, 2023. It's in the book. He's got November. What's a good day in November? November 27th. Your birthday, Peter. He's already got in the book. He knows how big of a party you're going to have. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because a Holy Ghost party won't stop. Amen? It's in the book. Say it's in the book. Oh, say it like you mean it. It's in the book. You got a book. See, now, now here, here's something I found out about the book. It's God's best. So you should write that down. The book is God's best for my life and your life. He's got everything perfectly planned out. He's got the best for you, the best for me. My book has my best life already planned out. Now, Joel Osteen wrote a book, Your Best Life Now. I haven't read it, but I like the title. Amen? Praise the Lord. But see, your best life is written in that book. And so, one day, the Lord said this to me. He says, you know, Mike, follow me and follow the book because the only thing you can do by not following the book is mess up your life fall short of the best i have for you the only thing you and i can do by taking control of our life is mess it up how many people can don't put your hand up if you've done it already because we'd all have to put our hand up both hands. Mike, you have twinkle, twinkle some toes too. Oh God, he's speaking to me. I've been trying this for 59 years and I've been trying to run my show for all my life. That's what the world's all about. The world is all about running their show. Doing it my way. But I did it my way. And Dr. Phil comes along and says, how's it working for you? <laughs> Amen? See, the whole goal is not to do it your way. Your whole goal is to do it his way. And the more we do it his way, the more everything seems to work out for good. Amen? Let me get to my sermon. Praise the Lord. But we have to make plans. We have to seek God. We have to pray it through. Pray in the Holy Ghost. And I was reading 
in Matthew. Well, I wasn't, I actually, the Holy Spirit gave this to me, and I had to find out where it was, and it's found in Matthew chapter 12. Start in verse 15. Now, the, the, the background of this is Jesus had done some miracles. Jesus had done something on the Sabbath, healed on the Sabbath, and the Pharisees, the religious leaders, were plotting how to kill him. So it wasn't, one, it wasn't really a good day for Jesus. Everyone's trying to kill you. So you think you've got it rough. You think, well, you don't know what's going on in my life. Is anyone trying to kill you? Okay, you're better off than Jesus was this day. So verse 15, but Jesus knew that what they were planning. So he left that area, he got out of town, and many people followed him because they wanted what he had. He healed all the sick among them. If you're sick, he will heal among you. He will, but he warned them not to reveal who he was. This fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah concerning him, which goes, look at my servant whom I have chosen. He is my beloved who pleases me. And I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. Yay. He will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the, the weakest reed or put a flickering candle like this finally he will cause justice to be victorious and his name will be the hope of all the world Woo! his name will be the hope of all the world leaving nothing out amen leaving nothing else out the only hope and we love talking about hope here don't we pastor adam that's his message is hope Pastor Brian talked about hope at 1st December, and now I'm back on hope, and I think you're going to hear a whole lot about hope in 2023 because the world is feeling hopeless, but we, the church, can't get into that feeling. We, the church, have to live with hope. Amen? Faith is what? The substance of things hoped for, Hebrews 11.1. 1. The substance of things hoped for. See, if you lose your hope, you can't live by faith. Amen? But isn't it good that Jesus is the hope of all the world? Amen? Jesus is your hope. And even though the world doesn't know it, people who don't know Jesus don't know it, he's their only hope. We need to, we need to get this straight today. Jesus is the only way, John 14, 16, he says, I'm the way, the truth, and life. Nobody! Sound like the bad boy commercial. Nobody gets to heaven without Jesus. My friends, if, so, if, if, if you're not born again, maybe you snuck in or maybe you're listening online or on the rewatch. If you're not born again, you're not going to heaven. You got to get born again to get to heaven. People who pass away without getting born again are not in heaven and can never get to heaven. There's no purgatory. There's no little safe zone waiting for them to get to heaven. No, my friends, the Bible's clear. Jesus is your only hope, and Jesus is your only way. The only way to heaven is through salvation in Jesus. The only way to get born again is to repent of your sins and let the gift of grace come upon you and, and save you and, and uh, deliver you of your sin nature and get you born again. Jesus said in John chapter 3, marvel not. I'm telling you, you must be born again. Why? Because it's the only hope and it's the only way. 
And, you know, we waver. And some Christians, they want to waver on this. And some denominations and even some, some people, they want to waver on this because it makes you feel better. But that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help the person. It leaves people confused. See, the one thing we have to be is adamant that Jesus is our only hope. Jesus is the hope of all the world. Amen? There's one character, one main characteristic that our society is lacking. is hope. Actually, many feel hopeless. Many, many people in our society are feeling hopeless because everything seems to be going wrong. Amen? But we must remain hopeful. We must be the witness. Praise the Lord. And you start thinking, you hear the news, you hear what's going on. There's more sick people than ever before. There's more poor people than ever before. More people are stressed, anxious, and depressed than ever before. The moral fiber of our society is broken, busted. I think in many, in many ways our nation has been destroyed. This moral fabric has been destroyed. And see, what that does, the purpose of that is to break hope, stop hope, make people feel hopeless. And we got to be sure that we have a message of hope for the hopeless. It really is the key, you see, to reaching people. Because, you know, I grew up in sales, and one thing I found out about sales, it's not all that the talking you did in sales. The best salesman listens. The best salesman, and I was salesman of the year a number of times. I was like the top of the group. Many times I won all the awards. Amen? One time, one time we had all these contests, and the first prize of the contest was something I already had. But the second prize was something I didn't have. So the president of the company says, Mike, what do you think of the contest? I think I'm coming in second. He says, why aren't you coming in first? Well, I already got that. But I don't have two. Because I like selling. I found selling so easy. To be a salesman so easy, all you got to do is say, what can I do to help you? Well, I need this. Well, if he needs that, I'm not going to tell him about something else. I'm just going to try to get him the best price I can on that. And people said, well, how come you can sell so much? Because I listen. I had a young salesman one time. I was supposed to be training him. So he was taking on some of my accounts. So we went in. And within about two to three minutes, the buyer said, okay, send it in. And the guy kept talking. The guy kept talking, trying to sell a sale that's already been made. He was going to lose the sale. I got so frustrated. Finally, I just turned over and said, will you just shut up? You made the sale five minutes ago. The buyer said, yeah, five minutes ago. What are you doing? See, because he hadn't learned to listen yet. The answer is always found in the listening. Amen? Praise the Lord. So we know... The answer, already, people need hope. 
And if we can meet the need of hope in a person's life, which is quite easy because Jesus is the hope and you got Jesus, you should be leading people to the Lord. You should be bringing people to church. And don't tell them about the worship. Don't tell them about the great preaching. Tell them, you know what we talk a lot about? It's hope. People are happy here. Happy? Is there any place on earth where people are happy anymore? They're happy at our church. Amen? We kind of miss midweek service. Linda and I were saying, why do we have midweek service during the week? Why do we not have midweek service? We have so much fun at midweek service. Amen? Hope. Happiness. Don't preach at somebody. Meet their need. You know? And you don't say, you know what you need is hope. You know, you say, you know what the whole world needs? It's hope. And you're saying to them, you need hope, but using the whole world as an example. You know, the whole world needs happiness. There's not much happiness. Everyone's too angry out there. And the angry person's saying, I'm that person. I need hope. See, if you don't know what, the per what your client needs, you'll never talk about the right thing. If you can't meet a need, you can't make a sale. Amen? We have to know people. We have to know what they're going through. And don't let them bluff you. Don't let them bluff you. How's things going? Great. You lied. It can't be going great if you're not born again. It's impossible for life to go great if you're not born again. When someone who's not born again says, it's great, it's awesome, it's great, you, know, you don't tell them you're a liar right up front. Don't do that. That's the way to lose a sale. But in your mind, you say, you're lying. Because I don't know about you, but I do know about you because I know about me. If you're not born again, life can't be fine. Just think of all the suicides of all the celebrities and all the people who have all the money. They have all the wealth. They have all the mansions, all the cars, the jets. They have everything and they're committing suicide because they have no hope. Amen? Please don't dream of being like an actor. Please don't idolize a superstar. Please don't idolize people in the world. Oh, I wish I had their money. Oh, I wish I had their jet. Oh, I wish I had that car. Oh, I wish I had that. Why? It's just idols that have stolen their hope and stolen their joy and keep them away from real hope and real joy. My friends, you are way ahead of them. You can have a man with $200 billion dollars. And you can have $100 in the bank. But if that man's not born again and you are, you're way wealthier than them. You've got so much more than them. Come on. You've got to put yourself in the right place. You have to put yourself in perspective of what's really happening, what real truth is. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to get to my sermon soon. Amen? The Holy Ghost is just like pouring out in this place today. Amen? My friends, there's more self-help information available today than ever. You can get on social media and you can find every answer you want. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. TikTok. I never looked at TikTok yet. But there's other ones after TikTok. I don't even know what they are. 
Google, whatever else. You got webinars, you got seminars, you got courses, motivational tours, feel good movies, heartfelt entertainment, talk shows with doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, all telling us the answers. And people say, wow, that's amazing. He's not just a basketball player, he's also a guru. He's not just an actor. He's just an amazing man of wisdom. Foolish. Foolish. My friends, the only hope is in Jesus. And I don't know how many Christians are falling for this trap of the world. They're taking their hope off of Jesus as the only way. And always putting buts and wells when you talk about Jesus. But, well, here's what I think. Anytime you put a but after a truth about Jesus, anytime you put a well after a truth about Jesus, anytime you have another opinion after a truth about Jesus, you are being distracted, you are being deceived, you are being taken away from the truth of the hope in Jesus. Amen? And my friends, these days, you've got am- they got ammunition at you all the time. And I'm not saying don't get on social media. I'm not saying don't watch a movie. I'm not saying all that, but know what you're doing. No, it's not true. I mean, why live in a fantasy when we got the truth already in us? And see, this is what's taking people out. This is what's causing people to all have all kinds of issues in their life. Because they're not taking truth seriously. They're playing. I've said this for many years, and I've been doing preaching for many years now. Says I'm getting old. My years say I'm getting older. But I said the worst, the worst it can be in this world for a person is a person who is born again, had one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. That's got to be the worst life of all. Amen? It's a terrible way to live because you're not in the kingdom enough to have any faith or hope. And you're in the world enough, you got doors open, the devil's slamming you. Because anytime you open a door of the world, the devil has free access to your life. Come on now. He's real. Pastor Rick said, unfortunately, about, I don't know what percent, 60% of all born-again Christians, even Pentecostals, don't believe the devil is even real. If you don't believe he's real, you're not binding him. If you don't believe he's real, you're not pleading the blood. Because he's not real. Come on, he's a cute little guy in a little red suit with a big long tail and horns. He's kind of cute on a cartoon. I think that's the devil. Boy, how wrong you are. But see, if you're not in the kingdom, then you're not using your authority against the world. And you have no hope. Too many people are playing. Too many people are playing the game, but not getting serious. And they're wondering why things aren't going right for them. Amen? 
You just got to make sure you, you just make choices in 2023. This is, this is our New Year's party. This is where you can set in motion the right motion for 2023. This is where you can say, Father, forgive me for 2022. Because <laughs> I'm that person with one leg in and one leg out. But this year, Lord, I'm going to make you the hope of all the world. See, because it's so nice, it's so easy to say, well, Jesus is the hope of the world, and you think about the sinners. Jesus is the hope of all, and he is the hope of, for every unsaved person. He's their hope to get saved. Our message as a church is to preach hope to the hopeless. That's what every born-again Christian should be doing. You know, you know, when you meet somebody, you don't think, I like your hair. I like your Nice physique, nice jeans, nice boots, nice coat. You know, when a Christian meets another person, they should have one thought, saved or unsaved. Saved or unsaved. If you're saved, hey, bro. Hey, sister. Amen? Talk to Jesus. If they're not saved, how can I help you? How can I get you hope? See, we're not comparing ourselves. We're not looking at people through natural eyes and natural lenses. A Christian should be looking at a person saved or unsaved, hope or hopeless, faith or fear. And if they're not saved, how can I help you? How can I get you to church? How can I share Jesus with you? How do you share Jesus anyways? You tell them your story. You find out what their problem is, what their issue is, and you tell them a story how Jesus helped you with that issue in your life. You don't say, I'm going to give you my whole testimony. They don't need your whole testimony. They don't need to hear about how Jesus fixed what they're going through. Remember Pastor Leon Fontaine says, he taught me this many years ago. Tell them your story. Listen to their need and tell them the story how Jesus met that need in your life. And then, when they're engaged, when they're saying, yeah, you say, can I pray with you right now? Will you give me the honor of praying with you to receive Jesus Christ so he can help you in this area? And my friends, in my whole life, I've only had one person say no to me when I, when I talk to people like that. Because people need hope. And if you're carrying the hope, they want what you have. Amen? Now, this is this, I'm just going to get to my main point now because I think I've had a number of sermons going on here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I'm enjoying myself. I hope you are too. I see the smiles in your faces, so this has got to be good. Amen. No one's walked out and left. Praise the Lord. So I think we're all enjoying ourselves. So I might as well get to the point. Say, Pastor, will you just get to the point? Get to the point. Amen. Remember, I had a real estate agent in this church one time, and he was driving around showing us homes. He says to me, he's a character, Dale. He says, wow, Pastor, this is awesome. I can finally tell you what to do. Tell you where to go. 
we laughed. Praise the Lord. Get to the point, Pastor. Here's the point. Here's the point. Jesus is in heaven. Jesus is the hope of all the world. It says, finally, to me that talks about the last days, Jesus is going to be the hope to all the world. But the situation here is Jesus is in heaven. So Jesus is not on earth going around spreading hope. True. But he's left a church on the earth. He's left believers who are called the body of Jesus, the body of Christ. And my simple message, my simple point, I'm getting to it now, is if Jesus is the hope to all the world, you and me have become the hope to all the world today. Because we are his hands, we are his mouth, we are his ears, we are his church. And if I can challenge you, starting off right at this first Sunday morning service of 2023, if I can just simply give you a little challenge, or a big challenge, in 2023, will you see yourself as the hope to the hopeless? Will you see the purpose of your life, the ministry that you've been called to, is to share Jesus' hope? Will you go to your neighbors, your families, your friends, and listen? Don't just go preaching. Don't go knocking on every door in your neighborhood, telling John 316 to everybody. That won't get you very far. But will you purpose in 2023 to have ears to hear and eyes to see? When you talk to somebody and you hear an issue, will you, will you muster up a little bit of boldness and say, can I tell you a story? Can I tell you that I had a similar situation what happened to me? And will you just be to take the next step of boldness and ask them, will you give me the privilege and honor of praying for you to receive your help and your hope through Jesus Christ? And will you trust the Holy Spirit to take over after that? Will you pray? to be a hope to the hopeless in 2023? Will you just put your focus on the mission and not so get so caught up in your own life? You know, our own life is not that important. I heard a pastor one time say this, and I never forgot it. He shocked the people. We're at a conference. Big-name speaker is there. The room was full. Cell phones had just come out. People were forgetting to turn them off and halfway through every service. Remember those days, the cell phones going off through every service? The pastor gets up before he introduces the guest speaker, and he says, now I'm going to ask you to do something. Will you please just shut off your cell phones before the preacher comes? And he said something then that I never forgot. He says, you're just not that important. You can do without this for a couple hours. 
Well, I'm the right Reverend Pastor Michael Welch. Someone might need to get in touch with me. You're just not that important. Amen? And put your focus on being a hope to the hopeless. Get your focus off your problems. You want to know a spiritual truth? If you get your focus off your problems, put your focus on someone else's issues, your problems tend to go away. It's amazing what we focus on. Seems to be the biggest thing in our life. Amen? But my challenge for you is simple this morning. But as Pastor Adam says, it might as well go on for 365 days. Will you become the hope to the world around you? Will you be that person who carries the hope? Not keep the hope inside of you, but carry that hope. And when you find a hopeless person, whether they say it or not, remember, if they don't have Jesus, they don't have hope. If they don't have Jesus, life is not as good as they're saying they are. Amen? remember one time I prayed for someone, and as I prayed for them, I put, laid my hands on their shoulder. I prayed, and I felt the power of God go right into them. I said, do you feel better? Nope. I just walked away. You liar. <laughs> I didn't say it to them, but I knew what God had done. In their pride, they wouldn't admit that Jesus heals. But I know. I released hope that day. Amen? I don't mean to sound tough, but you've got you to make sure you're clear, you're defined in how you think and what's going on. You can't be muddled about things. You can't be wishy-washy. Because James says if you're tossed, if you've if you got two opinions, you're like a wave tossed by the wind, expect to receive nothing from God. Amen? Remember when Melissa was growing up, she loved Winnie the Pooh. You know, Winnie the Pooh, well, I'm a little muddled right now. A little muddled. Well, you don't want to live like Winnie the Pooh. You don't want to live like Eeyore. Amen? I'm not going to do Eeyore. I used to do Eeyore all the time for Melissa. But you don't want to live like those characters. You want to live like Jesus. Amen? Come on. We're laughing. Tigger. I can do Tigger too. I can do them all. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So glad I got a grandson. I can bring all my voices back. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Are you having fun? Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? 2023, you're going to do it? Are you going to be the hope to the hopeless? Are you going to be the one who listens, tells them a story, asks them to pray, lead them to the Lord, tell them to come to church, it's fun. I got a preacher, we got preachers that jump around stage like Tigger. We laugh a lot. Say, I laugh, so much tears come out of my eyes when I go to church. 
I tell people we have the best music in town, man. Our praise and worship is like a rock band. I don't tell them how anointed it is. Ah, we got a rock band for praise and worship team. Rock your world, man. Amen? Be super proud, super happy about your church. Tell people how great it is. Say, you're missing out by not coming here. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because a Holy Ghost party won't stop. Come on. Make it a party. Make life a party. Put a smile on your face. Amen.